welcome to the Supply Chain Careers Podcast, the only podcast for job seekers, professionals, and students who are focused on career-enhancing conversations and insights across all aspects of the supply chain discipline. This podcast is made possible by SCM Talent Group, the industry-leading supply chain executive search firm. Visit SCM Talent Group at scmtalent.com. To search for or to post supply chain jobs, visit the Supply Chain Job Board at supplychaincareers.com. I'm your podcast co-host, Mike Ogle. And I'm your podcast co-host, Chris Gaffney. In this episode of the Supply Chain Careers Podcast, we speak with Julie Ryan, who manages North American Returns and Remarketing for HP. Julie shares her supply chain career journey and her experiences learning from leaders with integrity and a vision, but who know how to step away and enable a team to do their work. She highly valued her opportunities to work in a variety of areas throughout the returns world, providing a varied background that helped her see the bigger picture. Julie also explains the value of working with a variety of outsourcing partners and how those relationships are best managed. She is a strong believer in mentoring, plus constantly learning from others and challenging yourself to grow. Julie, we're happy to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. How did you get started in supply chain? What were some of your greatest influences that got you started and helped you along the way? Early in my career, I was in sales operations and customer support roles with a strong interface with supply chain on topics around supplies, meeting demand. But my career actually started in supply chain in the reverse space over 20 years ago, was working for Compaq at the time. And I was in a project manager role, was asked to lead a project to consolidate the end-to-end returns that were in three facilities across Northwest Houston. Once the business was in one site, I established a governance process for metrics and accountability, defined and created a new position. And from the work I did on the project, I was very interested in the space. So I interviewed, got the role, and have never left. I'm going to follow up on Mike's question. If you think about that journey, are are there certain people or experiences that are, are big influences for you as you've gone on that supply chain journey that really stand out? One of the things I have had the opportunity is to work side by side and along with leaders who have had really strong careers in supply chain and the knowledge and just picking up on what they've done and their best practices and leveraging that has been one of the things that has really benefited me. If you think about one of those people, what's most memorable that helps you say, this is the kind of influence I want to make sure I provide people I come in contact with? A lot of it, it's not a specific person, but it's a leader who has integrity and has a vision for a goal, a strategy, gives some ideas of execution and steps away and lets me and then therefore the team execute, put the process in place and manage the business. Julie, obviously with the journey that you've had, you've taken a number of steps. Can you talk about some of the key positions that you've had over your career and perhaps a couple of lessons that you learned during transitions as you moved 
from one role to another? I have held many different positions within the reverse supply chain, from planning and strategy, remarketing and operations. And now I lead the end-to-end team, which begins with the forecasting and all the way down to selling the product and dispositioning it. Having the opportunity to directly learn the intricacies in each major process area is something I'm grateful for because it not only provided me an understanding and exposure in each area, but it's given me the insights on how each area impacts and aligns with the entire process. Connecting the dots of the whole end-to-end reverse over my career, it's, it's been very rewarding. So I'm going to ask you a quick follow-up on that. Because it seems to me, from my experience, that that level of depth requires some patience in role. And sometimes we run into people who really want to be in a a hurry from their career. When you think about lessons like that, how did you balance your desire to advance versus your recognition that was something to be learned at each step along the way? I, I've had the mindset of I, I know the career path I want to do, and it's more about the contributions and the impact I can make to the company versus chasing a title. And that's one of the things HP does a really good job. We invest in the talent. We invest in the training and the development of the people. And therefore, we want people to stay in positions instead of hopping back and forth and back and forth. Your day is different every day. It takes a while to really learn the intricacies to influence and shape change and accomplishments and contributions. My philosophy has always been when you get into a role, you've got some things to learn and then you get to a steady state where you can really deliver against the role. And perhaps in your last period of time, you can really add value, improve the process. So there's a natural progression there. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're in the same camp. Yes. Agreed. With the breadth of experience that you've been able to have across reverse logistics, what is truly different about the world of reverse logistics as opposed to other areas of logistics or supply chain? And what kinds of individual and team skills do you think matter the most? At a high level, reverse starts with the customer and the partner's request to return a product. If you think of manufacturing, they've got one part number that's on an assembly line that they're running. And at the end, for reverse, it's remarketing the product into the secondary market, just like supply chain hands it off to sales to sell the manufactured product. So not a lot of difference. It's just backwards where it starts with the product. And I'm not sure there are unique skills to manage reverse, but I can say it's important for someone to not only have a passion for the customer, but someone who can identify and manage processes that drive optimal value recovery from the return, and someone who's constantly looking to maximize reuse, recycle, and contribute to sustainability. That's excellent. The essence of your career, it feels like, are about collaboration, partnership, and relationships. If you look Outside of the four walls of HP, in your mind, what are the keys to relationship success as you've worked with customers, other suppliers, service providers to really get things done through a network of HP resources and other players? That's a really good question because all of our reverse operations are outsourced with proven industry leader partners. 
when I work with a supplier, we're looking at comprehensive capabilities. We're looking that they are a quality and a sustainability focused company. They have integrity and transparency because we're not at their sites. They're managing the business on our behalf. Our partner's strengths are not only meeting the expected service level agreements, their metrics, but also in adding value to our processes. We look for them to continuously drive improvement initiatives. And they're the eyes at HP for the site. So offering insights on issues and escalations has been something we've been able to have a lot of success with our suppliers. A quick follow-up there. In in terms of enabling success for suppliers, it's clear you have to create expectations with them, both at the beginning of the relationship, during the relationship. But as you talk to your HP team, how do you talk to them about, here's our role in enabling our suppliers to really succeed on our behalf? What are the kind of things that really make the difference there in that partner relationship? My team, we have the mindset is, Our partners, this is their core capabilities. It's not ours. That's why we have outsourced the business to them. So it's not our place to micromanage them, tell them, for example, in the remanufacturing, how many units they need to log in and start and pretest every day. Our role is to enable them to succeed by giving them visibility and the tools that they need for the HP information be it bombs, diagnostics, order data, customer data, enable that, and then oversee from an audit perspective their work at a high level, ensuring invoices are accurate. They're meeting the quality standards that we want. It's more of a partner management support than an execution oversight. With all the information across business boundaries, the whole digital process conversion and transformation had to be a little bit of an adventure. Were there any interesting lessons over time that you noticed in that area? The word is transforming. We are we're moving from pulling data out of our partner shop floor to putting out an Excel file and pivot tabling the results to dashboards. Power BI dashboards, convergence. We have daily forums, weekly forums, monthly, and the cadence is different on what data we look at. But one of the other pieces is a lot of our work is through B2B EDI interchange. When the returns get approved, we do an advanced ship notification to the partner so they know what's coming to them. During this short break, we recognize that this podcast is made possible by SCM Talent Group, the industry-leading supply chain executive search firm. Visit SCM Talent Group at scmtalent.com. To search for or to post supply chain jobs, visit the supply chain job board at supplychaincareers.com. With all the different areas that you've been in, as you move from role to role, There are many things that you needed to be able to learn and try to understand about the industry and trends that are going on. What do you do as far as being able to keep up with the changes yourself and advise others of how to keep track of changes in the reverse logistics world? Constant innovation and continuous improvement is critical in any organization and operation. 
But one of the best ways to do that is to share best practices amongst colleagues, amongst the industry, and actually RLA, Reverse Logistics Association, which I'm a part of, it enables that throughout the year with webcasts and conferences. In reverse logistics, there's not really a secret sauce, but it's more important to stay connected with technology and operational process trends and encourage constant change in your organization within my HP team, as well as with our suppliers and partners. Could you talk a little bit about how valuable those kinds of association involvement activities really end up being to you in your own personal development? I can answer it in twofold because you threw in the personal development, but the first one is just getting the insights from challenges it's important to hear other facets of industries, retail, et cetera. But then how it, it shapes me is it just helps me plant the seed to be, be innovative and think of different ways I can approach and apply those concepts, those innovations, and st- strategically put them into my organization. Julie, let's continue on that development theme. You've learned from leaders, you've obviously guided teams, but a key element of development is the whole space of mentoring. What are your experiences being on both sides of a mentoring relationship through your career and benefits from your perspective and advice to others? What has always been important to me is having the opportunity to mentor others, either it being in a formal setting or informal while working together. And is sharing my experiences, which includes both successes and failures. I'm a strong supporter in everyone having a mentor or mentee and have them myself. I think it's important for me to have someone who can offer candid feedback and share ideas to how to approach situations. It's also good to have someone in a leadership role as a mentor to help provide guidance on developing and navigating my career path. And therefore, I share that with others. You mentioned other leaders. Let's talk about leadership. And and my sense, having only spent a little bit time in the reverse logistics space, is it's as critical or more critical because in many cases, your demand is so unpredictable. But if you think about the great leaders that you have worked for and how you have impacted individuals and teams through your leadership. Are there some elements there or themes that you would advocate when you talk to others about what it means to lead well and be well-led? Yes, I've always had and, and valued, and I've tried to emulate a leader who's transparent, who shares strategy and ideas and allows the individuals on the team to develop the processes and manages the day-to-day execution. So not not a leader who is a micromanager, but a visionary and someone who is thought provoking. Um, Also, someone who recognizes success to support employees when there are failures, which should be encouraged. Take risks. Have a, a leader who encourages people to take risks and accept that it's okay to fail. I also believe it's important for a leader to have a passion and a personal care for each team member. Then lastly, in our world, especially as we've now shifted working from home, it's important for a leader to encourage 
and ensure a healthy work-life balance. And having someone that will put a pause, we're in supply chain, we're in execution. We live and breathe executing, but take a pause and intentionally recognize even the small wins, the extra effort. That's really important rather than waiting at the end of a a quarter or for a all employee meeting to shout out. It it is impactful. If, If you think about the students out there today, thinking about working in different areas of supply chain and getting started on their careers, what kind of advice do you have to students who are thinking about pursuing a career specifically in reverse logistics, but in general supply chain as well? What people don't realize is almost every industry, manufacturing, retail, service, medical, restaurants, has an element of reverse in their operation. So if a student has a passion to influence sustainability or value capture, I highly recommend them going into this field. I actually have several early career employees on my team, and they often share how much they enjoy their roles It it allows them to have a direct influence on the results. It's a smaller space. Within HP, they're able to touch every product line. So they're not just a notebook planner, for example. And there's a rich career path, as I'm a living testament of, because there's so many processes that make up the end-to-end reverse supply chain. Have you had any interns or students who have been part of any kind of role while they're still in school in your team? We do. We actually have a rotating intern that supports our sales team. We not only offer them and ask them to pull in and come manage projects, but we give them exposure to multiple aspects, customer facing and support roles to give them exposure to reverse supply chain. And we've had success in converting them to full-time employment. So Julie, you've clearly been part of many teams through your experience and have also built teams. So if you think about the whole space of the concept of a high-performing team in in terms of bringing in new people, developing, retaining them, what's the difference in your mind between good and and exceptional teams in doing that? It starts from the the individual to have a mindset they're a part of a team. And the whole analogy is there's no I in the word team. But I look for someone who is passionate for their work, is driven to work with a team, and also a critical thinker. Because reverse there, it's not a predictable process. There's something new each day. So working with the teams, leverage each other's strengths, know what their strengths are, and work as a team to to solve a challenge, solve a problem, work in escalation, and not just feel like they're on their own having to do everything. Julie, are there any kind of specific major challenges that you can think that you've faced during your career and the way that you ended up solving those challenges uh, and the lessons that you learned from those experiences that improved your ability to solve problems? One of, well, one of the things I love about my job is really each day is different. You can have an Outlook calendar, but you're going to get an email that is going to have you respond differently each day. 
So it provides new challenges constantly. The one that comes to my mind is with the pandemic. We found ourselves in a situation where on the forward logistics, products were not able to be delivered to customers. The businesses were closed. They were working from home. The order was placed with the business address and the carriers were sending them back to our return center. We quickly identified that this was product the customer wanted. So developed a process to receive, work with the account teams to get the address the customer wanted the product to be shipped and redirected it right out of the return center. What we thought was going to be a short-term solution ended up being a process that's still active and in place today. Another challenge that we continue to support is quality and rework projects. They're different and they surface differently with different expectations and different customers. But we always do what I call a postmortem after each time to say, what did we do well? And what should we do differently or what should we not do again? And one we literally just finished, it was a product plan for a TV network. We had to come up with a process to retrieve the product, manage the rework and deploy the units. Always challenging. And I'm really proud of the ability that we have to play and support quality issues um, or challenges with inventory in, in our warehouses and accounts and taking lessons learned from each one to do it better next. I, I suspect you have received some career advice specific to supply chain. It's probably been particularly meaningful for you. Can you think of one or two examples of that as well for folks entering the field? What are pieces of advice that you offer and find to be very helpful for folks early in career? Super straightforward and simple, but my best advice I have been given and I provide is have your goals in mind, but your contributions, your accomplishments, your ideas, your engagement in conversations and credibility will speak for you and pave the way for future opportunities. Could you give us an idea about how you've seen reverse logistics growing and some of the new or recent complications or opportunities that you're seeing in the industry that you you could help our listeners understand it a little bit better. The reverse is getting a lot more understanding, especially in the U.S. and Canada, where returns really are an aspect of doing business with a customer or doing business with a manufacturer. As margins get squeezed, costs, especially in the dynamics right now with the supply chain constraints, returns on your P&L matter. And so a, a lot more people within companies across industries are paying attention to that and making a deliberate, intentional investment in either managing what comes back themselves putting in an infrastructure like a team of mine or partnering with, for example, as a manufacturer with our retailers, with our distributors on how to best optimize those returns that are coming. Also putting in the work up front to educate the customer to avoid the return. The more we can educate and put front of our customers, we're learning will minimize the returns that come back. Well, that's great advice. I'm going to ask one more other 
unscripted question. Most industries have some element of reverse logistics, but some organizations play it at the professional level and others think they can do it at the amateur level. What does it take to go pro in reverse logistics? I think companies have to understand their core competency and their core capabilities and not do everything. And that's the beauty in reverse logistics is there are a lot of suppliers, partners and services that have that knowledge, the infrastructure, the software, the logistics arms and strength to partner with companies. So you don't necessarily have to do it all yourself, but you need to understand and be aware of what is out there in the industry to help meet your problem statement or your mission statement. It's really taking the time to map out what is reversed and what are the challenges impacting our business and our company. And have you had any experience on the side where you're the one doing the returning? (laughs) I have. I actually have. And I I have a passion for those if I'm at a store and returning something. And I, I have a funny story. We ordered some furniture and ended up right after we ordered it, realizing it was the wrong size. And I did everything I could to try and stop the shipment from happening because I knew the cost involved and getting it to me. And they had a return allowance, so returning it back. And I wasn't successful. And it actually hit my gut. It was tore me apart that I couldn't avoid that return. Julie, thank you for a great conversation and your insights about supply chain careers. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be able to talk to you all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Supply Chain Careers podcast. Be sure to listen to other episodes and sign up to be notified when future episodes are released as we continue to interview industry-leading supply chain experts. This podcast is made possible by SCM Talent Group, the industry-leading supply chain executive search firm. Visit SCM Talent Group at scmtalent.com. To search for or to post supply chain jobs, visit the Supply Chain Job Board at supplychaincareers.com.